You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1172. As a business leader, are you confident in your communication skills? Every leader has a shining vision of how things can be, but oftentimes fail miserably at relaying the insights to their people. Chris Westfall of Leadership Language goes over new communication strategies and techniques to amp up your communication skills here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Chris, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to having this conversation. I believe that a key component of leadership is effective communications. It's a two-way street, and I work with CEOs here in Southern California, and I have the opinion that it is their responsibility to ensure that they have effective communications with the people that work for them. So let's start with this question. I mean, how in your research in writing the book does communication create results that CEOs need in their business? Well, the research that I point to is a recent study that was conducted by the Harvard Business Review that says over two-thirds of managers are uncomfortable communicating with employees for any reason. And if that statistic sounds outrageous, you're reacting the exact same way that I did when I read it. But this was in Harvard Business Review. And, of course, that number changes when it's a a confrontational or corrective conversation. And, And the point is this. When I read statistics like that, it points to the importance of exactly what you were saying. Leaders today have a greater obligation, more of an obligation than ever before, to communicate with clarity and to to make sure that they're providing the direction and guidance and listening that their organization deserves. How, how do you view emotional intelligence linked to communication skills? Do you draw a connection between the two? And if so, what is that connection? It's vital. I I think the thing that's interesting about emotional intelligence for me is not just the empathetic aspect, right, the ability to to sense others' emotions, but the ability to to regulate your own. In other words, not to to lose it in the face of difficult circumstances. I think the ability to maintain composure and to focus on what really matters in the midst of crisis, in the midst of uncertainty, is vital for leaders today. And and leadership communication is really about being able to be clear in the midst of uncertainty because, as the old saying goes, the only thing constant is change. Uncertainty is all around us, despite our dashboards or calendars. And and I'm saying this, Richard, as a as a <laughs> consummate planner. I like to plan out everything. Sure. But as 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 the saying goes, you know, man plans, God laughs. So we're but talking. The leader with, is the one. We're talking with Chris oh, Westfall. We're talking about his book, Leadership Language, and the tagline is using authentic communication to drive results. And so that's kind of why I wanted to open it with with how does authentic communication. So, so let me back up, because we didn't define that term, which is important enough for you to put on the cover of your book. Tell our audience from your work, what is authentic communication? Authentic communication is about expressing who you are. It's about connecting your vision to the people 
that matter to you because nothing of any value happens without the involvement of other people. And a leader's job is to get others enrolled and engaged with a with a story that's that's it's not just about trying to convince people of a pretty lie. It's about bringing your story and your vision to life, not just not just for yourself or for your organization, but for the the people who are part of your team. And when you look in that direction, you you learn a lesson that that I learned when I was talking with a, a client of mine. I was I was working with this guy, and he he's based out of Hungary, and I was doing a coaching session with him, and he speaks like five different languages. And I asked him a stupid question. I said, Eric, I'm going to ask you a dumb question. Why are we speaking English today? And he said, well, that's, that's easy, Chris. It's because it's the only language that you understand. And leadership language, that, that authentic connection that's at the heart of true leadership is about speaking the language that, that your audience understands and meeting people where they are so that you can create the results that you need. It's, it's, another way to say it is finding common ground so you can create uncommon results. Excellent. We're talking with Chris Westfall. We're talking about his book, Leadership Language. You know, one of the areas where I find that uh, leaders sometimes are most uncomfortable in their communications is when they're trying to effectively delegate responsibility to the people within their organization. From from your research and the, and the collaboration that you did to putting the book together, do you have any advice? First of all, do you share with my? Do you share in my bias that effective effective delegation requires effective communication? And if so, any thoughts on how leaders might be able to better communicate when they're trying to delegate? Well, first of all, I agree with you one hundred percent that if if you can't communicate effectively, you can't delegate effectively. But when it comes to that that, that delegation conversation, right? That that transference, if you will, of a task, a vision, an objective to someone else. For leaders and entrepreneurs, the real communication challenge so often, and, and tell me if you if you see this in the, in the coaching that you do, the real communication challenge is not about what verb you're using. It's about being able to let go and being able to let go in a spirit of trust and and true empowerment. I mean, I think it was I think it was Booker T. Washington who said, you know, the greatest honor you could place on a man is to offer him a task and to, and let him know that you trust him. And I'm I'm kind of paraphrasing that, but I think that that providing your vision in a spirit of trust is really the key, and that's that's much more effective than than you know what verbs you might choose. It's about letting people know that that you believe in them and that you believe in yourself enough to give the task over. That's often the first step. I, I mean, do you, do you see what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I do. And, and you lead me into a follow-up question, which is in the book, you're, you position that authenticity, which we talked about a little bit earlier, mm. trust, which you just mm. brought up, and then a third quality, vulnerability, are leadership superpowers. I, I'm wondering, as it relates to effective communication and aligning people, inspiring them to a vision, how do those three become superpowers for the CEOs and business owners that are le- uh, listening to the radio show today? Anyone who's listening to this show, you've got to differentiate between the leadership persona and the leadership person. And creating a persona 
is not authentic leadership. And it's easy to do. It's easy to hide behind the big office, the big title, whatever the case may be, whatever those those labels are that create the, the borders around who you really are. The, the CEO, the executive, the, the person in the C-suite who really understands leadership, understands that we are all human, and that to deny that humanity is to deny your leadership power. Now, I'm not suggesting that I'm not suggesting that you walk into a meeting and cut open a vein or open your purse and dump everything out. That's not what I'm saying. But acknowledgement is vital to your impact as a leader and acknowledging your humanity in an effort to use trust and authenticity, honesty, these are your superpowers and these are your secret weapons because it's what it's what the other folks aren't willing to do and if you're not willing to be vulnerable i i wonder is is leadership really a fit for you because if you're trying to keep up a persona how can you create the kind of real connection that you need to drive your business forward and if people meet you and they say hey listen i liked your avatar better <laughs> right. Right. You know, if you if you if there's a disconnect between your URL and IRL, which is in real life, hmm. y- y- you got a challenge. You know what I mean? And and the reason I say that, Richard, is there's so much talk about you know personal branding and, and social media is so important, and the you know the the leader as icon and the leader as brand. That's that's an important message. But I'm going to tell you from my perspective. At the end of the day, you you got to be you you got to be comfortable with your humanity and and you have to be able to admit what it is that you're not good at because that's the first step in finding people who are we're talking with chris westfall his book is leadership language using authentic communications to drive results it's published by wiley and in your book you have a chapter you know we're talking about communication and leadership language here but you have a, a chapter dedicated to are you listening three ways to listen can you share from your work and what you write about in the book why it's important to put a chapter in your book on communication specifically focused on listening as from a leadership perspective? Well, there's, there's two reasons why, why listening is important. First of all, listening is at least 50% of every conversation. And if you, if you want to argue with that statistic, you need to take a look at the number. I'm not saying you, Richard, but the people listening, right. you're like, no, it's not 50% of my last conversation. It should be. And, and, and the reason why is the second reason why listening is so important, and, and that is because none of us is as smart as all of us. So the ability to take in information, the ability to gather what is needed so that you can make an informed decision and to engage with the people that can help you to bring your vision to life, that is why listening is so important. And if, if, if you'd like, if, if it's okay, I mean, I can talk about the three ways to listen that I, that I talk about in the book. Yeah, I'd like that, sure. Want to cover that? Would, yeah. Okay. So the first way to listen is, uh, and, and you see this with people when you, when you engage with them, it's, it's very common. first way to listen is to listen to a firm, right? Which is to, in other words, when you listen to a firm, you're confirming something that you already know. Like if, if you're listening to me and you're thinking, oh, I think Stephen Covey said something like that, or, you know, whatever it is, you're, you're affirming and making comparisons to what you already know, which is a very valid way to listen, but it doesn't open you up to new possibilities. It, it closes you off to what you've learned in the past, and it focuses focuses on reinforcing your experience instead of creating a new experience. 
So the second way to listen is the way that lawyers listen, and that is to listen to defend. In other words, you're listening, sort of waiting to talk so that you can take uh, an opposing position to what is being said. You're, you're listening to work the angles. And sometimes when people say things, you know, you disagree with them, you, you, you have to listen in that way, listen to defend. But when you, when you defend your position, you close yourself off from new positions. It's, it's listening, but kind of not listening, if, if that makes sense. The, the third way to listen, and, and this is what I advocate in the book, and this is what I believe leaders do, leaders who actively understand how to really listen. You listen to discover. Listen for something that you have not heard before. And as a leader, I would submit to you that you have the right and the and the ability to expect people to bring new ideas and new information to you, just as you should be the visionary who's sharing those ideas with others. When you listen to discover, you understand that innovation does not come from imitation. It doesn't come from confirmation of what you've already learned. The past is fixed. We all know it. There's no need to reaffirm it. Let's discover what's next. That is the journey of the visionary leader. Thank you for volunteering to share those three types, because as you were going through that, uh, you know, I'm thinking, first of all, um, sometimes leadership thinks, uh, leaders think it's all on them to communicate, and they forget to take time to listen, and even to watch for subtle cues, nonverbal cues, to give them advice on, on how they're tracking. The The other thing is, how important it is not to have a fixed mindset when you're communicating with your people. Because while change is hard and difficult, sometimes you need to do that to survive. And being open to being the possibility of having your mind changed doesn't show weakness in a leader. I, I think it shows the exact opposite if done properly. Do you agree the ability to change your mind based on facts that you're getting from your people doesn't undermine your role as their leader? I agree 100%. And if it looks like confirming your conversational bias, which is really what we're talking about, right? Conversational bias is reinforcement of your current viewpoint. If, if you're not willing to jump in, to jump into that undiscovered pool, if you will, that, that, that place where new ideas come from, if you're not willing to jump in and swim around, how are you really going to discover what is next. And if you think that, that you've identified the vision, I'm, I'm speaking I mean, for myself when I've, I've had visions for myself, for my business, for the things that I want to accomplish, you've got to, you got to find out if, if those ideas are going to survive contact with the market. You have mm. to take your ideas to others and, and remember that, that the key to bringing your vision to life is not not by you know, pounding it into two tablets or creating some mm. edict or mandate it's, it's going to come through a conversation. And the question to all the leaders who are listening to the sound of my voice is, how open are you to having that conversation? Because, again, innovation does not come from what you already know. That's, that's the definition of innovation. And even if your organization is going to be 2% more efficient next month than they were this month, that is, by definition, a new discovery. Hmm. And you have to look in the direction of new discovery if you want new results. We have a few minutes left here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast with author Chris Westfold. His book is Leadership Language, Using Authentic Communication to Drive Results. In the book, you make a statement or assertion that the simplest message is always the hardest. What do you mean by that? 
Well, actually, what I say is the simplest message is the strongest. Oh. And if that, that's what I'm trying to say, because if, if that's not true, then you should make your next PowerPoint slide as dense as you possibly can. <laughs> right? Right. I mean, it, Richard, really, it goes back to a simple quote from Albert Einstein, who said, if you can't explain something simply, you don't really understand it. And so many times when I work with uh, leaders who are focused on sales and business development, I ask them this question. How many reasons does your customer need to buy into your idea? And I make a multiple choice. I say A is 47, B is 16, C is 4, and D is 1. And you know as well as I do, the gig is finding that one. And, And I submit to you that leaders are looking for that one. That's and the way that you find it is in conversation. That's interesting because I was having a coaching session today with one of the CEOs in, in my community, and um, mm-hmm. it's a strategic communication that she's planning. And, and my position to her was, look, your, your, your argument will only be as strong as your weakest point. So rather than overwhelming mm-hmm. with volume, you should really just find the few that are the strongest points that you want to make and stay with those. Because I have seen in when someone ask a question of a leader, the volume of the answer increases rather than the quality. It's sort of like, I'm going to overrun you with quantity so that I'll beat you into verbal submission by trying to answer your question, either intentionally or unintentionally. Does does that sync with your research and work, Chris? It it makes so much sense. And, And if someone is trying to hit you over the head with their credibility, or if they're trying to leverage some subject matter expertise, I mean, the true leader is the one that makes their expertise accessible. When you, I think, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just getting pushed by the engineer, and have, I have these random thoughts that are coming in based on our conversation, but I don't have enough time to fit them all in, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to manage it a little harder here for the last couple of minutes that we have. What role do, does asking questions play in leadership language using authentic communications to drive results? If you want to drive results, you want to drive the conversation, and you have to ask the questions that are going to get people to provide the answers that that you need. For example, back to the the coaching uh, example that you were talking about, when I work with my clients, I ask them, could you turn this, whatever this issue is, could you turn it into a one-word story? And that helps people to simplify. And it's, it's not easy to do, but that's part of what the coaching looks like, looks at is, for me, could, could this issue, this challenge, this product launch be a one-word story? We try to boil it down to its simplest, simplest form. So the power of story is well understood. I mean, it is how we communicated for centuries, right? I mean, the mm. graphics and images, and we all remember the buffalo on the wall of the cave and all that kind of stuff. Right. So um, final question for you here today on Critical Mass Radio Show, Chris, is help our leaders understand what you mean by story in your book, uh, Leadership Language Using Authentic Communications to Drive Results. It's easy to think, and it's easy to believe in the lie, that the facts speak for themselves. And I'll I'll give you an example to prove that this is not necessarily true. I, I will give you a fact. I will give you a number. The number is 20%. And I ask you, 20% 20% chance of rain in Seattle, Washington today. Would you say that is high or low? I would say that's low. I would say it's low, too. Now, 20% chance of a fatal heart attack today. Would you say that's high or low? That's high. <laughs> Number's the same. 
Got it. So you see what's going. So is it high? Is it low? The the answer is, and and I'll I'll leave you with this thought: context conquers content. Hmm. If if you think the facts speak for themselves, numbers, facts, and data are points in a narrative, and it is the narrative that brings the numbers to life. Think about that. So we've just left them wanting to know more, which is never bad for an author with a fine book like you have written. If someone would like to learn more about your book, Chris Westwald, Leadership Language, Using Authentic Communications to Drive Results, where would you say they should go online? Of course, you can head to Amazon. You can find it at bookstores. And also, if you'd like to know more about the title or about me, my website is westfallonline.com. And one additional resource that's available is my YouTube channel. I have over 2 million video views, and that's youtube.com forward slash westfallonline. And Westfall is spelled? W-E-S-T-S-A-L-L like the direction and the season. Well, Chris, I've enjoyed talking just about some of the highlights of your wonderful book. Thank you for being a guest here on Critical Mass Radio Show and a part of our community. I appreciate your time today, my friend. Well, I'm honored, and I have a lot of respect for what you're doing, so thanks for for letting me be a part of the story. I appreciate it. My pleasure. I'd also like to thank our engineer for today, Paul Roberts, and our producers, without whom we could not do this show, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, why don't we start on LinkedIn? I'm Richard. Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. Until next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 